What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. Cloud with you here. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there, but we're going to do it together. So I've got Acts chapter 7, the whole cha- pretty much the whole chapter today, verses 1 through 60, and we're going to get through it together. I tried to break this down into smaller bits, but this is his speech. This is his long speech, and you know, it's kind of no way to break it down further than that. It's a famous speech, so we're going to slow down, let God's word wash over us. I've got a couple just really short points at the end. Uh, but it's mostly just slowing down and focusing on God's word. Stephen has just been arrested. We've really been introduced to him in the last chapter. He's one of the people that got called into being kind of a deacon in that first church, and he's serving, and all of a sudden he's he has he gets arrested, and he's speaking well. And so this is that speech. He's being accused of all these false accusations, and then he instead of defending himself, he just goes into this long speech and makes his case for the gospel. And so let's look at that together. Acts chapter 7, verses 1 through 60. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from his land to the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them 400 years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the 12 patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions, and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh the king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all this household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, and a great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob his father and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamar in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. 
At this time, Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day, he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and he drew back near to look. There came the voice of the Lord, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside. And in their hearts, they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring to me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up from the tent of Moloch and the star of your god Repham the images that you made to worship, and I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it, according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was until the day of David, who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built the house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. 
which of the prophets do your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they had heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears, and they rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So Stephen gives this amazing speech. Then he's stoned to death. And Saul, who we'll see more of, is there the whole time. Now, that's a lot of scripture. It's a lot. I've got two short points. The first one, it's very simple. Know your Bible, right? This speech is so, it's like the entire book of Genesis through the historical narratives, through all the way up through the exile in Babylon. Like it's the entire Old Testament history. And then he's giving this very pointed speech. Like they're accusing him. The, the chief priest is like, hey, what's your defense? Stephen comes out with this history of Israel, and then he accuses them. He said, you stiff-necked people, you're un- uncircumcised in his heart. In other words, your track record's really bad. You always kill people. You always have killed the prophets. Of course you killed Jesus, and I'm no different. And so I'm, I'm here to preach the good news to you, but your history shows that you, you kill the prophets. You kill Jesus. He's, he's the one that's giving the indictment on the people, and he knows his Bible. I just think it's amazing. Like, he memorized this, right? It's not a verse-by-verse verse thing, but he's memorized the entire history of Israel. So that's, that's the point is, man, know your Bible. Like, know your Bible. The second point is trust God, the Holy Spirit. Trust the Holy Spirit, God, to give you the words to say. When you're witnessing to someone, when you are, heaven forbid, accused Whenever the fiery trial comes upon you, trust God to give you the words to say. But man, know your Bible, right? Those two things, they're super simple. Those two things, know your Bible, trust God to give you the words to say at the time you need it. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. And so I hope that's encouragement to you. Uh, There's so much that you can see in Stephen's speech, but he knew his Bible. He trusted God. Y'all have a great day and uh, hope reading God's word has been helpful for you. We'll see you on the next episode where we have, I think, shorter chunks of scripture to get through and, and probably more application for you. Stick with it. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.